This is money line. This money line. This money This is an ESPN 97.5 Road Show. Live from Brew Wings, this is Moneyline. It's Moneyline. Yeah, we made it. You just talking. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. On ESPN 97.5. ESPN975.com. It's presented by MyBookie. Here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Nice camera action. Hello, world. Welcome in to Moneyline on a Super Bowl Fantasy Sunday, right? If you made it this far, Pat yourself on the back. If you made it this far, you're not there yet, though. And that's what we're here to do. The next two hours, we're going to rock with you. Hopefully, we can get you that title, the coveted title, the everything that you push for this offseason, all the study and all the trades, whatever it was, it all boils down to one slate. And we're here to get you through that. We're out at Brewings out in Humble, Texas, 9717 FM 1960. Get on out here right now because we're in the zone. We got a lot of bets, a lot of fantasy plays, and a lot of beer to drink because that's what goes down here. Cold beer, good wings, a lot of good times, and when money lines in the house, we're going to make some money. I'm with the statistician, my partner, and grind it never changes and it never will. At Josh Jordan 975 is where you can find him on Twitter. Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? Nice to be out here at Brewings again. On a championship Sunday. Let's get that win. Let's take home a title. Let's take home the title. But before we can do that, we got to get to the man back in studio, back at headquarters, keeping us in check, keeping us in line, making Jerry doesn't, act, uh, making sure Jerry doesn't act a fool too much, you know, because we're going to cut out this morning. And at Carlson Radio is where you can find him on Twitter. Andrew! Good morning, guys. It's a relatively happy Sunday morning. You know, the Texans got the win yesterday. They're heading back to the playoffs. They've got their playoff participation banner. They're about to hang it up, I'm sure, in about six or mo- six months here or so. So uh, let's enjoy it while we can. Have you gotten your AFC South champ T-shirt yet? Look, I have to buy it every year, Josh. <laughs> Don't we all? I just throw in a throwback. Yeah, you know what I mean, just throw it out. Just just maybe marker it up a little bit because. Well, okay, let's get into that because. At halftime of that game, I felt like – or at the first quarter, I felt like it was halftime so much yeah. So much had happened. When they got to halftime, I was already mentally drained because not only was I on the Texans, but I gave it out as one of my plays of the year. Yeah. I really thought that the Texans and, – and I still look at that bet, and I think I don't know how we didn't catch that, but at the same time, you think – I'm glad I just got out of there in one piece. No, I get it. And that's when you told me that, I was just like, Ugh. and I asked you, I'm like, man, they're so inconsistent. Like, why do you feel so good about it? And, you know, you, you gave me some good reasons. I, you know, I saw it at three and a half, and I was just like, man, I just, I can't do it. You know, I just, they've been too inconsistent. And I just, I wasn't even sure if they'd win the game. And sure enough, they almost lost it. They sure did. And it just makes you wonder because we use the term sometime that that was a, how does it go? A, a a bad or a good loss? Mm-hmm. Whenever you lose to a great team, but then you say, "Man, we, there's some good things that we could take out of it." Well, I hate to use that because uh, this this term because in the NFL we know any win's harsh. I mean, any it's hard to get any win, but that was a bad win because yeah. I think it gives you a false sense of what this team is. 
Now, us being here locals, we know that they can be they can beat anybody. They can beat the Patriots on any given yeah. day. But then also they can turn around and let you down. And a team that you should have gone out there and smashed that Tampa Bay team. I'm not, I know Tampa has a good run defense, and I know it was a weird spot and, and whatnot, but – they they should have gone out there, and you knew at the beginning of the game whenever they were getting those opportunities and not punching in sevens, and, and the, they were having points, but it wasn't because the offense was moving the ball. You knew these are mistakes. These are chances, opportunities that have to be taken uh, – you have to take advantage of, and they weren't. You knew at one point or another. I had that bad feeling in my stomach the whole time. Maybe it was because I had so much going on it, but I was just like, man, this is bad news. Like I, I, We have a lead right now as far as this ticket, but I don't feel confident. No, and – they had a chance to just kind of blow them out, but Deshaun let them back in the game with that terrible interception that, you know, allowed them to score again before halftime. You know, that really hurt the Texans there. I, my biggest takeaway, man, is th- th- there's been a few of these games this year where Deshaun just has not been very good. You know, and maybe you can say it's, you know, him hurting his Achilles or whatever he's got going on there, but we also saw it too. Will Fuller came out, and then the offense was dreadful. And he's hurt again. Now it's a groin injury. And, you know, I think even Bill O'Brien got a little agitated in the press conference yesterday when asked about, you know, Will Fuller and being able to stay healthy. And it's got to be frustrating. I mean, that guy, he's always hurt. I saw a funny Twitter post, and they said, the 30 for 30 coming next. How Will Fuller stayed healthy in college. <laughs> or, you know, how did this – because this is yeah. – and we, we, spot, we talk about it every week. The wide receiver two position for the Texans is so pivotal, obviously for what he can do for himself, but what he does for Hopkins, making it to where people can't try to shut down Hopkins' uh, game planning just for him. And if you don't have a reliable two, what happens? And I, I guess I go back to the trade, and I remember, and I'll go ahead and throw myself out there. When Kenny Stills was thrown into that trade, I thought to myself, though, that's a wash. I mean, what is he going to do? And yeah. at the end of the day, how 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 important he gonna, is he going to be coming up in this in this run? He is, and I think and it's nice to have Kenny Stills. Don't get me wrong. What I like about him is he's a really good number three. When you know when Fuller's healthy, yeah. you know really good. But to me, he's just an average to below average number two. If you know yeah. right, so the, the offense really changes when you don't have Fuller. You know, as that deep threat go to number two guy, and, and we saw bad Deshaun again. And the injuries are what concerned me because. I believe Bill O'Brien said he, they're going to play to win next week. You know, Laramie Tunsil had to leave the game. Will Fuller left the game. Watson's clearly hurt with that an Achilles or an ankle or something like that. So, you know, we saw Duke Johnson go down for a while. You know, McKinney didn't even play yesterday. So I think you got to rest these guys and, you know, give them the two weeks off and, and, and then go for it in the playoffs. I, it doesn't make any sense to me to, to get them more banged up, especially your quarterback, because – if Deshaun Watson doesn't play a good game, they're not winning a playoff game, right? Oh, no, you know for what sure. I mean? That's out the window. Yeah, so he needs to be right, and you know they need to get Fuller back big time because you saw it again. Hopkins kind of disappeared again yesterday. When Fuller was gone, they, they focused on him. And that's going to be a problem going forward. Once that number two's out, and like you said, Kenny Stills has got to play a the two spot, and he's more of a three. Yeah. What do you do there? As a defense, you start shading that way. You say, okay, well, let's see them beat us without Hopkins. Do everything else. Let's see you beat us without Hopkins, which Watson could throw it on his back sometimes. He could put it in his legs and go. But at the end of the day, you need to, to be to be a threat. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to threaten the opposing defense with more than one option, and, and I hate to see it this way. And 
going forward after this year, hopefully something gets figured out because I'm getting tired of this Will Fuller thing, and it's I'm one of those guys that hates these uh, the, these old sayings, and when you start talking about just certain teams or certain players, it gets old to me using the same jokes. And st- but but this is not even a joke. This is serious business. This is non-reliable player that's so pivotal to Watson, to Hopkins, to everyone. Something's got to get figured out. It does, and you're missing the Kiki QT factor too, right? Like he's fallen off the face of the earth, and – you know, he's in Bill O'Brien's doghouse, and he hasn't been very good, frankly. I understand why he's not playing. But don't you notice it's kind of all or nothing? You know, either Deshaun scampers for a first down or, you know, that he launches it down the field. You don't see a lot of these little, you know, slot routes, you know, the little five, ten yards from scrimmage stuff that Kiki QT used to provide. And don't you feel like Duke Johnson should get a little more involved in that? You know, some little dump-off passes, a, a good screen game? You know, Andy Reid is so good at the screen game. I'd love to see the Texans work some of that stuff in. And I thought when they went and got Duke Johnson, that's why they did it. But you don't see a lot of that. One day, uh, years from now, there's going to be a Houston joke going around. It's going to be like Carlos Correa and Will Fuller walk into a bar. <laughs> you know? Because yeah. we had this conversation, the reason, at the, at the Christmas party. And shout out to everybody that came out. Yeah. It was a fantastic time. But you're starting to say, well, these guys are, you know, kind of the same thing. And not to say Correa is all the way there yet. Like, maybe he has a little bit more, but he's sure. there as well. Like, you can't rely on him. So, is Chris Paul the, the bartender of that bar? <laughs> what <laughs> do you guys the- want? What do you want? <laughs> we get all the hamstrings loaded up together. And I, I guess Correa, it's the back. And, well, it's been a lot of things for Correa, let's be real. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's like the curse of the, the injuries. You know, Houston, it's. It's rough, man. And that's what sucks. Yeah. Okay, so say the Texans did move on from Will Fuller. He's still under contract in 2020. He's going to make $10 million next year. $10 million. Yeah. Imagine that. So say eventually when they do move on from him, and they, what do you remember Will Fuller is here? It's always going to be the injuries. It's not going to be how explosive he was yeah. because injuries aside, we saw him. He's a 1,000-yard receiver if you give him 16-game sample. Yeah, he is. And. You know, coming out of that draft class, he wasn't one of the guys I was the highest on. I love that he had the speed, but there were some guys that I liked a little bit more. But he has turned out to be kind of the, the best player out of that. Remember Treadwell was in that draft? Oh, look, he's not, Treadwell, yeah, yeah, he's not even really playing anymore that I know. If he is, he's like a four-string receiver There was so somewhere. much hype around him. There was. So, you know, Fuller was one of those guys where it made sense, but, you know, I just – I don't know. He's so small. Like, he's – He's kind of frail like Deshaun Jackson in some aspects, but he's taller. And you spoke about next week's plans and what O'Brien said after the game. We have a little bit of audio here. This is what it sounded like, O'Brien, after the win. What well, we have – it's all right. <laughs> no, it's it's all not right. always easy, right? This league is not easy. And that was the sign of a very resilient team. Defensively, you guys did a hell of a job. Offensively, we did what we had to do, and I thought special teams came through big for us today. Congratulations on AFC South champs. Okay, congratulations. You guys have earned this. You've earned it. You are a resilient bunch of guys. Resilient bunch of guys that have come to work every day. Congratulations on that win right there. Congratulations on that win. What do you make of that? I mean, that's just hopefully, and and, and I've I've listened to a little bit of all, and they all have the mentality, and I mean, I'm I'm, I'm sure that people aren't going to go out there and say this is all we were looking to do, but the feeling around is that this is just the beginning because 
what again and I think we had this conversation when the year started where and I know it matters how you lose that last game because we go back to last season how they lost against the Colts is not just when they lost but how they lost that made you feel bad so what states do they need to make it to in these playoffs to where you can feel all right I'm not disappointed in them AFC championship game AFC title game. yeah they got to get in that game to they got to be playing for an appearance in the Super Bowl that, which is further than they've ever been before. They've never done that, and I think that's where it has to be. You know, we posted all the sports map content yesterday, and on the Facebook page, I mean, it was, you know, Texans win division, and the comments were, fire O'Brien. I mean, it, it is what it is, and we were listening to John and Lance the other day, and, and he's, he's right when we were at the Christmas party. People just don't like the dude. You know, there's a lot of people that just feel that way, and whether he succeeds or he doesn't, that's not going to change how they feel about him. But I will say for Bill O'Brien, he went all in this year, right? Trading all those draft picks away for Laramie Tunsil and, and, and Stills and trading Clowney away. And I mean, he took some big risks. And if, if, if they wouldn't have made the playoffs and he did all that, he'd be in serious trouble. So he's got to be the most relieved guy out of anybody. Like, hey, we won the division, you know, the stuff I went all in for at least got us into the playoffs. Imagine what it would be like to be him, and maybe deservedly so, for all the the, the years of mistakes or things that people didn't that left bad taste in your mouth. Right, if you're a Houston fan, but right now for him, he has to overexceed expectations so much to right. be able not to be talked about. He can win the division, which again, this is something that Houston does and has done, and and then they go out there and then they, we know what they do in the playoffs, but. What he has done and pushing the chips in at certain spots and, and doing things that you couldn't and finally finally getting the monkey off your back, how they say, uh, beating the Chargers or the, the Chiefs and beating the Patriots yeah. and, and, and not losing on the national on the on the primetime game and everything that we've been accustomed to seeing and still the moment that they win the division in an ugly game. The first thing that people run is saying fire him. So, and I, don't get me wrong, I'm not sticking up for him one bit because I've been I've talked about him bad for years. But just to give you a, a picture of where, where he stands out in his resume, because nothing he can do other than probably go to that AC title game and maybe even have to win it to to where people are like, you know what, let him stay. Like this is our guy because other than that, they're still going to remember everything else. Yeah, you're right. That's what it is. He's going to have to win big to win people over, and that's where we are. And we're going to have to win big to win you over. Be- we're here live at Brewings, 97-17-1960 out in Humble, Texas. Come out and see us. We're about to make some money for the next hour, 45 minutes. Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. Well, Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. This is an ESPN 97.5 Roadshow, live from Brew Wings. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Oh, yeah. Moneyline is back. And we are ready to make some money on this Sunday. And there's only one place to make money at, and that's MyBookie. 
12 days of risk-free gifts for my bookie. And you still have a few days. That, I mean, this started back when that UFC card that came on. They gave us a free parlay that I unfortunately lost. But when it was free, I went out there and I started trying to pick some underdogs. But that's another story. They give you free bets, free spins. They got some future stuff that they're doing with you. Bunch, a bunch of stuff going on in these 12 days of gifts at my bookie. Now, you get over there. You deposit. If you haven't deposited by now and you listen to this show, then you've been missing out. But if you haven't, you get over there. They're doing 50% deposit bonus. You deposit, they match it 50%. Use promo code radio, and you're getting started. Now, if you've been there a while, like I said, you got these 12 days of risk-free gifts. The free spins, I mean, some people, I've talked to someone, they're like, what are you talking about, free spins? I said, just go to the menu, do go to the options, and they're giving you, check your emails, because they send you things throughout the year. They sent me a free birthday gift, a $25 bet that we did turn the parlay into 1000 over 1000 as a matter of fact, and you do that only at MyBookie. So get over to MyBookie, use promo code RADIO, and if you already have an account, go ahead and take advantage of those 12 days of risk-free gifts at MyBookie. You play, you win, and you get paid MyBookie. That's where you do it, my man. I had a lot of action going yesterday. I had a lot of pushes yesterday. So I, I, I didn't cash, but at least I didn't lose a whole lot. Push it. Yeah, I know. We, we had a push with the soccer match the other day, too. So it's been a trend. So that, that was a sweat. Yeah, right? it was. Like, we're, we're trying to enjoy the Christmas party, a few drinks, and before we know it, we can't get this over. And that's the crazy thing about soccer because – you, you you see how many chances we missed in that yeah. game, and it's, it took, what, an 88th, 87th minute to get that push, and, you know, I get on here a lot, and let me go back to last week. I gave out that Man City on there, and I gave out first half and the game. We had three at halftime and never got that fourth, so just like how I like to tap myself on the back on there and whatnot, yeah, that play didn't come through so people listening right now are like hey jerry you need to uh <laughs> talk about that loss from last <laughs> week so yeah there it is they didn't come through in the second half but we did catch the first but uh, just be real careful with soccer and before you know what i'm feeling good before we go to break there's a big soccer game shout out to our guy glenn davis he says don't forget the football while you are thinking about football so the the appetizer to your fantasy super bowl sunday I'm going to take you to England, and Tottenham's playing Chelsea, and they start in about nine minutes. So before we get out of this segment, there will be a max play on that game. Ooh, nice. Yeah, I'm ready to make a little bit of money here today. I th- what do you think of Saturday football? Like, that was pretty awesome, right? Didn't All three games were pretty entertaining. I, I It spoils me, right? Because yeah. it's like, I could get used to this, but scheduling, you know, and whatnot, because you start thinking, can this be possible? And no, just it just you know that this is what you look forward to every year at this time of the year. You know you're going to get that Saturday football. The uh, DFS three game slates are, yeah. are fantastic. Man, I was in I was in 25th after the second game yesterday in that big one, the 20k first place. Yep. And uh, I ended up getting 130th, but uh, I had Allen and John Brown both owned at less than four percent. So. And then on the opposite side, I had White and Edelman, so I needed that game to go overtime so mm, I could get yeah. some more possessions. Because when when Allen bombed that ball to Brown, it shot me from like 500 up into like the top 100. Because that was a hell of a throw. Too. Hell of a throw. Another crazy stat. Okay, you know that that's the first town Gil, uh, first touchdown Gilmore's given up all year. Whew. Now there's only one guy, Tre'Davious White. Man, and and I forget what the cutoff as far as targets is uh, because there's some guy out there saying, "What about me?" And he's only been in right. the game for two plays. But we're saying X amount of targets, full time guys. That was his first touchdown allowed, and Tre'Davious White none. That's crazy, and I mean, 
and that's who the Texans will likely face in the playoffs. If it ends up like right now, they will play the Bills. Oh, I don't and, like that. And, man, on that play you're talking about, John Brown just turned him around. I mean, that was a great route. And, and the throw, throw. I thought he was kind of throwing it away. It kind of yeah. looked like, all right, just get rid of it. There no, he was go. falling back from pressure, and he just whipped it down there. It was. A, what do you make of the Bills going forward? Because we know you look at Josh Allen's stats at halftime, and, and you're thinking, what is this? How does this team win? Yeah. It's on the backs of the defense, obviously, but and I guess they find spots that they capitalize in. And I thought I really thought that Allen was going to get the ball into that end zone. They missed the the, the face mask. How convenient the Patriot way to miss that face uh-huh. mask. But hey, and Allen he missed a throw on like second down that could have been a touchdown. Yeah, he did. you know, I mean, like he had his opportunity. He's got a gun. He he, he has a cannon and. You know, on fourth down when he goes for it, and they even had him in the backfield, but he still pulled away and got that first down rushing. He's really good at the quarterback sneak. What do you set the line at? Playoff, Texans, Bills, Houston. God, I don't even know if it gets to three. You know what I mean? I think maybe it's like Texans minus one or something like that. Would you feel confident in the Texans in that, in that position? Let's talk about this a little bit. You run on the Bills. You know, that's kind of we saw the Patriots commit to that. You can run on them. And we've seen that all year from a fantasy you know, perspective. They're not bad, but if there's a weakness you're going to pick, exactly. that's probably where you're going to go. So it's like, you know, can the Texans take advantage of that? And I think it's going to be a close game. Like, I'm not going to, you know, not count the Bills as a real quality team. A lot of people don't think they're that great because, you know, they play the Dolphins and the Jets twice a year. And, you know, outside of the Patriots, their division's pretty easy. But I think that's going to be a tough game. For me, it's really going to depend on is Will Fuller going to be healthy for that game because he makes all the difference for Deshaun I Watson. I hate that that's one of the factors that you throw in, and it's a big factor when it, either whether it's just saying who's going to win or not or in the handicapping aspect, you ask yourself, will Will Fuller be there? Because we just said, uh, what if Tredavious White even ha- gets a little bit of help on that? Not that he needs it, yeah. but what if he does get a little help over there? Like Who's going to be the number two that, that you're going to rely on? That's the problem. And that, that's what really, really concerns me is if, you know, Hopkins kind of gets taken away by White and they got to find another way to, to move the ball down the field. And here's the other thing. You know, I had Will Fuller as like a number two receiver this week in fantasy. I think I put him around like 25 at receiver. And the problem is, is, is he going to finish the game? You know, even if he does go in this Buffalo game, will he be playing in the second quarter? You know, that that's what's so t- – and as a handicapper, you're like, oh, great, he's active. But – does that mean he's still going to play the whole time? My bookie needs to set a line on that. Will Will <laughs> Fuller do. see halftime with, you know, with, with pads still on? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's a legitimate concern. And like I said, with so many people being banged up in that game, like they need these two weeks to just rest. So I, I'll be really disappointed if I see all the starters out there next week. Because the way it is right now, if, if the playoffs started today, the Chiefs would play the Steelers and the Texans would play the Bills. And I know something could happen with, you know, the rest of these games in next week, but that's how it is right now. So if the Texans somehow, you know, get lucky enough to get the three seed and they play the Steelers over the Bills, look, I know it's a better matchup, but I don't feel like it's so much better a matchup to where I wouldn't want to rest guys that legitimately look hurt. Like Deshaun looks hurt. That looks like an Achilles, like, you know, not not a torn Achilles, but you see him keep grabbing it and – it's off. He's not going to be right. He could still take off and run, but he he was a 
kind of just messy with the ball yesterday. It wasn't very accurate. I think part of that was, was the Achilles bothering him. And there's certain offenses that you go out there and you say, I want to get in, keep into rhythm or, or we haven't been in rhythm or whatever the case may be at that exact point. Yeah. And I think just in this particular case, I don't think that this is a rhythm offense. And not to say that they need to, but I think that this they are who they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? We know who they are. They don't start fast either. They don't start fast. We know who they are at this point. It's I'd rather, not to say to fall out of rhythm, but I'd rather get healthy than to try to keep something going that we know what are you going to find in this next win? I mean, what what are you really going to find in a physical game? What are you really going to find yeah, other it, than an injury that you that, that is unwarranted that you don't want to see? It, it's true. And, I mean, you still don't even know who you're going to play yet. So, you know, hopefully O'Brien's going to pay attention to that as the week goes along. And, you know, because the Titans could still sneak in, you know, it's possible. So, you know, it's going to shift. So I wouldn't change everything just on the, you know, of the, the guess that you would play the Steelers. But also this could be coach speak, right? A lot of times coaches are like, oh, you know, we're playing to win. And then you look at the active list the next week and, you know, none of the starters are in there. So we'll see as the week goes along. Yeah, we'll see as the week goes along. I told you three minutes till kickoff, Tottenham, Chelsea. It's real simple for me. Hit the over, smash the over, over threes, depending on where your books have it. Both teams to score in over two and a half. Um, ever since Tottenham got the new, uh, the coach, Jose Mourinho, the chosen one, the uh, special one, they, uh, they've they been scoring, and that's what surprises me because usually under him, he's a defensive guy. Four of their five uh, Premier League wins have gone over two and a half, and three of those both teams have scored. I see both teams scoring here over goals. Go ahead and hit it now. Hit it fast. Go to my bookie, and we're going to sweat that game out together. Moneyline, ESP. PN 97.5. Don't sweat the technique. Don't sweat the technique. Sam with the Houston Sabercats here. Even when I'm down under, I'm listening to ESPN 97.5 on the app. You can stream the boys from anywhere. Mate. Listening to an ESPN 97.5 Roadshow live from Brew Wings. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. We are live out at Brewings out in Humble, Texas, 9717-1960. Get on out here right now. Doors open in 30 minutes. Yeah, the get on out. The beer is cold. Oh, the, the beer is cold. This is a great location. I actually did an appearance out here about three or four weeks ago. This place gets full. They have tons of TVs, as you can tell. It's a, it's a big restaurant. It's a great spot. So come check it out. We're going to be hanging out until like 2 o'clock, drinking some beer, betting on some games. Enjoying out these some fantasy 30 games. wings, seventeen ninety nine oh, for bonus wings. You can't beat that. Josh mentioned he, he was here on a Thursday, 99-cent draft yes. that day. Two for one Wednesdays, two for one Tuesdays. That's boneless or traditional. And then Mondays they got those $5 margaritas, which my wife loves a little bit too much. <laughs> okay, so we got to keep her out of here. But all throughout football season, they also have this limited time only drink menu. They got stuff like for all you ladies out there or, your, or, or these guys that want to take your ladies somewhere where they got some good fruity drinks or yeah. something different, Turf Runner, Blueberry Blitz, Blue 42, and the Red Zone. These all sound like a good time to me. They do, and they really cool bar area over here as well. So 
it's a really nice location. So we're going to be hanging out, man. We're going to watch some football. We're going to get down. I've, I'm playing in the consolation game. I hate to say it. I lost my week 15 matchup. I was, I was the one seed, and, mm-hmm. man, it, it caught me on the bad week. I got 170 dropped on me. Let's talk about that. We're yeah. going to bring up a personal conversation him and I had. And, you know, I said, did you make it? You know, we talked about it at the Christmas party, and he said, no. But, unfortunately, the way he lost – to the guy he lost, and and then goes. Just I want to bring this up because make sure that your settings and your leagues are set correctly. Because Josh had a twelve-team league, then it went to ten, but the playoff teams allowed in were the same. Right. So basically, a team that was terrible throughout the year just beat the best team, which it happens. Don't get me wrong, but make sure that your settings are correctly because today people were finding out that this isn't their Super Bowl, that their Super Bowl is next week. Yeah. When everyone's sitting out, whenever you're thinking, well, what if Watson, how you're saying O'Brien should sit everyone, someone out there saying, well, my Super Bowl is next week and I have Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I need him out there. So take that into, into, into play. And also some of these leagues, they have it to where I saw Nick send me his and it says just a quarterback from that team. So whether your quarterback sits out, you get the quarterback points from that, yeah. which that's uh, somewhat better. But at the end of the day, I don't even want to have it like that because I don't want the backup quarterback. At that point, why don't we just end it a week earlier yeah. and do it like it should be? So uh, make sure you check all those settings because the last thing you want to do is get to the end of the year right now and now you're having arguments with the commissioner. Yeah, it, and that you just have to go along with it when the season starts and you know, congratulations, you know, to Mike who beat me. And he had a good team. He just had a 6-7 and seven record. Sometimes, you know, sometimes that happens when you, you know, you, you know, you have a good team. It's just you have some bad luck. We're watching you, Mike. <laughs> but, no, I mean, congratulations to him. And, you know, we'll see how he does this week. But, uh, hey, you know, it's unfortunate. But it is fantasy football, right? It, you know, it all comes down to weeks 15 and 16. It's you know, rough. But you got to be there for it to come down to that. So, you know, but that's why we play. That's why it's fun. Anybody can win any week. NFL is the same way. That's what makes it exciting. So I'll, I'll be going for third place, but I'm cool with that. I won the points, and if I win third, then that's a few hundred bucks, and, and I'm happy. And this is why you play. I love playing in this league because it's, you know, it's all my buddies from high school. And, you know, those are the fun leagues where everybody's talking trash to each other and people have been in the leagues for years. And, you know, I have a blast every year, so I don't care. And draft time's always fun. I think we're going to start doing something like taking a trip for the draft, you know, maybe going to Vegas or That's something like that. It. Yeah. So we're out here at Brewings, and we're talking about we're going to be watching football. But someone else that's supposed to be suiting up today was and is going to be watching football from the sidelines is one Derrick Henry. What does that do for you as far as not just fantasy-wise, but it has a lot to do with playoff implications in a, in a way and also just the line because – yeah. A lot of sharps were on the Titans side mm-hmm. at those points. Now, how can you confidently bet the Titans, or can you? I'd say it in question form. How do you feel about this matchup? Let's get into today's game. Let's do it. I think, I think from a fantasy perspective, you should have a, another option for Derrick Henry because he's been dealing with this hamstring for a couple of weeks now, right? So hopefully you went and picked somebody up just in case he wasn't able to go, and that's the guy you're going to have to play this week. As far as, you know, from a game perspective here, man, that's kind of rough. Tannehill's been playing really well. So, you know, they do have that going for him, but you have to worry, you know, A.J. Brown, is Lattimore going to take him away? And then you don't have Derrick Henry, so is he going to be down basically his, his top two options to throw to here? I think I think that could be trouble. And, I mean, unless I'm, this isn't updating, it looks like the line's at, at three, right? Yeah. 
And the game's in Tennessee. I don't know how you don't like the Saints here. Now, the only line, if it's still at three, it's only shifted about a half a point once the news is now coming out because I think there was always that kind of scare. And and they knew that as long as they didn't surpass the three to make a three and a half, they mm-hmm. weren't going to get pounded by one side. Yeah. So they said, let's leave it two and a half. If, if Henry's out, then we'll give him the extra hook and we'll set it at three. So... This game's scary. In Tannehill's eight starts, though, right, in his eight games, 30 points is what they average, 30.2, 23.4 points allowed. That's 53. In the other six starts, 16.3 points scored, 15 points allowed. So they score almost twice as much, and they do it in the second half. So in Tannehill starts 7-1 and one to the over. Last week's the only time they didn't hit the over. And they almost got there after the slow start. Remember when we spoke about that, I said – I looked at the way that Tennessee plays at home, and they had scored zero, zero, three. Remember, and I was like, man, they start off slow. If you wait yeah. to that first quarter, you could probably get a better number. The number came out after the first quarter, 43 and a half. You ended up cashing it by waiting that quarter, knowing that Tennessee starts off slow, 7-0 oh, to the over at that point. But you look at the second half, they scored at least 21 points in every one of those starts. Which makes perfect sense, right? Because – that's when defenders are a little tired, and Derrick Henry starts trucking dudes, right? And that's why late in the season he's so good. Guys are banged up, and having to make the decision to go tackle him and not make a business decision, that's when he picks up his yards. So it makes me wonder if today won't kind of go with that trend, you know, because he's not going to be in the lineup. It's scary. Yeah. What, so overall, do you, not to say that you have a play on this, but do you lean anyway? Do you like the Saints even better now that Henry's out, or do you think this is a trap line? Oh, man, this is tough because Tennessee is playing for their lives today. But, you know, the Saints still want to lock up, you know, the number one seed and get that by. But they are outside. And you know how Breeze is – he's a different player when he's inside that dome. But to answer your question, I I just could not bet my money on Tennessee with no Derrick Henry today. So I, I would lean towards the Saints. But – I don't feel great about it. Now that we talk about it a little bit, I uh, I might like, and, and I hate the fact that Drew Brees splits are so bad away from home and non-dome. Mm-hmm. But if we look at from when he came back this year, he's been, I think, the number one past uh, DVOA quarterback in that time. His yards per attempt are, are finally up again. And I know last year we were talking about how maybe his arms come becoming a little dead, and we saw that it wasn't traveling as far now. And yeah. whatever the case may be, since he's back, Maybe the offense is getting it downfield more. And I think that this game, we look at the Saints and we think of that defense, how they can – and they, they're, they're good at many points. But if we look at Davenport now, yeah. right, they were already missing the other defensive linemen. Now you have a team that is depleted on this on, on the defensive side of the ball but can move offensively against a Tannehill that we just said that he can move the ball as well. And the, the Titans have the defensive back injuries as well. Yeah. Malcolm Butler, Adoree Jackson. Ever since Butler went out, they've been like 31st in past DVOA. And, and if you look at them overall, they're like 28, 29th. But that just goes to show you how bad they really are. So I think this game screams points. And I hate to contradict myself because I just said how 
they start off slow at home. So, again, I guess we're going to have to try to pick a spot, and we're going to live bet this. After the first quarter, you're going to hit that over. And hopefully my uh, – and if it doesn't, you didn't lose nothing. Say the Titans come out there and score 14 in the first quarter, you're going to – oh, well. Yeah. But if they don't, then you're going to feel better whenever you go look at that number and you get a shorter number because I do think the Saints can score. But I also I think the Titans can score as well, and that's not going to stop them. Now, as far as A.J. Brown and Lattimore – Who's going to be the, the the guy that leads the Titans in pass uh, yards? Gosh, they're going to have to lean on Corey Davis, I guess. Ooh. You know, that makes my stomach. Uh, I, I know that's what kind of worries me a little bit. I mean, obviously they can go to the tight end as well, but I just—I mean, Corey Davis—he's he's a top five player, right, in the draft. I mean, he's he's got talent. He just hasn't really. It, it just hasn't happened for him. So yeah, that, that worries me a little bit. You're going to have to lean on Corey Davis. So, but I, I do think they're going to have to throw more. I really do. And I think part of Breeze's success has been at Kamara's expense. What, what does Kamara have? One or two touchdowns for the entire season? That's insane, man. It just, I don't know. We Did we overdraft last year? Okay, two guys that were taken inside the top 10 or in however you took them in your league and David Johnson and Kamara. Where do you do, what do you, what do you do with these guys? Because a lot of a lot of people were thought as soon as Mark Ingram came uh, went away that that for whatever reason Kamara was going to get so many carries, but he's never been a, a heavy volume guy. He's just a really efficient guy when he does get the ball. So where do you drop Kamara right now next year? In a PPR, I still think he's back into the first round. He's actually he's been pretty good. He's just seen a huge touchdown regression. I think he had like you know eighteen or something last year, something crazy. And then for him to go to one or two for this entire season, remember he did he did miss some time as well with the ankle. But I think back into the first round, I'd still take him in a PPR. I think a lot of people are going to sleep on him next year. And how much does it hurt him having the the back of Hill, the quarterback that could come in and they do all these gadget plays yeah. when they get inside the the red zone or inside the ten in plays where they usually you could dump it to your running back. You got Breeze dumping it to Hill or Hill doing some options running around, and it's just I think it ultimately hurts, and, and that's nothing you can really plan for whenever you're drafting because they're they're gadget plays, but they do hurt you. They do, but you're just you believe because you know it's a high volume offense and you want a good piece of it. And they do use Kamara in the red zone a lot. We've seen that the last two years. He's had a massive amount of touchdowns. It's just fantasy's fluky that way. Touchdowns are hard to predict. What not hard to predict is the bombs that we're about to drop. Max plays coming up next. I'll be around like 311 says. Moneyline ESPN 97.5. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. This is an ESPN 97.5 Roadshow. Live from Brew Wings, this is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. We are out at Brewings. 
Humble, Texas, location 9717 off 1960. Get on out here right now. Doors open in 13 minutes. I'm sure we could get you in, but you need to get out here right now because we got about an hour, a little bit over an hour till kickoff, till, uh, till the day that you've been waiting for, the moment for you to take down the crown, for you to get revenge from last year. Whatever happened to you, this is your moment. This is everything that you've built up for. This is all the injuries that you had to avoid and. It comes down to one slate of football, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Of, and not to say that I'm in, because I'd be lying to you guys. I uh, I got knocked out. Uh, the, the the listener league. I didn't even make it to uh, the playoffs. We had that 16 team league was something else, wasn't it? It was. And who do we have in the finals? You were going to bring that up here, and we'll bring that up in just a second. But uh, yeah, it was a it was an interesting year. The one thing I did want to point out is if you're in the finals, don't just assume nobody else is going to be on the waiver wire. You know, the people playing for the consolation game are picking people up. So, you know, keep that in mind. If you need a player to win this week, go get them now. Quick shout-out to the Super Bowl contestants in the 16-team league, which is, we called it the gauntlet because that's what it was. We have Ricky Wilson, which won our league last year. He's trying to go back-to-back. Shout-out to Ricky. And then we got Ice Kareem paint job also going up, and he's got a little lead as he already had a few players going. So that's one league. And in the other league, we have the H-Town C to the E, which is our guy Chris. Yeah. And then Chris. turn your head and golf. <laughs> there you go. That's which, a good one. Which uh, <laughs> that, the name itself should get some kind of a prize. Yes, no doubt about it. Remember, we had that contest for some of the funniest names a while back ago. Oh, and one thing I did want to mention, we keep forgetting to bring this up. Moneyline is going to be filling in for Palillo this coming week. This is going to be on, on, on Thursday. So if you're hanging out the day after Christmas, you're driving around in your car, you know, flip on ESPN 97.5. We're going to be on from 11 to 1. So we're going to, we're going to have a lot of fun. We'll probably have some Christmas stories since it's the day after. We'll, we'll have all kinds of sports to talk about, that's for sure. So just want to let you guys know, if you enjoy the show, you can check us out on Thursday. Thursday is the spot. But right now, let's jump into these games because we got a lot to get to and not that much time. Let's jump into the games let's where we it. think that there can be some angles to make some money. My favorite game of the week, Detroit versus Denver. Let's nice. get into this one, Jerry. I actually love an angle here, though. Ooh, I'm curious. This is probably not a game that you're going to be excited to sit on your couch and watch. You know, it's it's one of those games. What do you think? Carry on Johnson. It looks like I'm hearing he's he might return. This What's the week. point of this? I don't, I don't get it. If I'm the Lions, I just tell him thanks, but no thanks. You know, he's been hurt a lot already in this yeah. young. Career. At one point, you want to, exactly at this. At so many injuries so fast. At one point, what are you playing for? What yeah. is, What is there to gain here? Uh, it's not like well, let's see what we have in this guy because they've seen what he can do. I don't think that there's anything he can do now or, or other than hurt himself to to gain or lose. Uh, you know, spot up on on their depth charts or wherever they are because that's. I think that that's their guy. It is. And, you know, the players, they want to play typically. And, you know, the, the more games they miss, the more that can be held against them as leverage and contract negotiations. So I understand wanting to get him out there. But if I'm the Lions coaching staff, I'm like, you know, we're, we're good, man. Get ready for next year. We're out of it. Uh, I mean, this is one where, you know, Kenny Galladay, a lot of people are trying to rely on him today. He'll get shadow coverage today, though. He's Yeah, it's going to be tough. And, you know, ever since the quarterback change, his targets, they haven't been at the same level. So, you know, he's a little hard to count on this week. I don't know. Is he somebody that – would you give him a shot? I'm going to pull up where I have him ranked. But, 
you know, I don't love. I have him at nineteen. You know, like a low end two. You know, I don't feel great about. That's him. what he'll end up yeah. getting. He'll still get his volume, but I just know, not sure that he'll get the big plays. Now, my angle in this game, as far as the betting aspect, is the Broncos team total, because I think that they can move the ball against that Lions defense, ranked twenty fourth in DVOA, and they give up the uh, second most forty plus yard passes in the game or gains let's call it so they give up the explosive play and I think that this is a game where Corlin Sutton blows it up I just for whatever reason I see it this is the game everyone shies away from and then Sutton ends up there for a, 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 a weird two touchdown game so I could see that I've got him at number 11 at receiver that's this perfect week. is that about that, right that's about right so he's think. a number one receiver for me a lot of people are going to shy away from this because you know that a tool that we use in uh, sometimes whenever we're making DFS lineups you go look at the over under uh, yeah. and, and you look at these games with the higher ones and we talked about that in the offseason it's like what point is there to put players in in a game that has a high over under if it doesn't even get there rather than to picking a game that has a really low total that surpasses the total so it does get the over and then people ended up fading it so you ended up making them more ground and if that makes sense you get a total today that's 37 and a half 38 points what is it at right now yeah right now it's a, it went from 37 and a half to 39 so it's gone up a little bit so people are seeing points there yeah. and I don't think that anybody that punched that 39 ticket or or made it go up to 39 did it because they said, man, the Lions, they're going to go out there and do it. I think they're more looking at it on the aspect that the Broncos are going to be able to move the ball. And I think this might be a a Philip Lindsay spot. Okay. I I like him this week as well. So there you have it, guys. Team total on Denver. Jerry likes that this week a lot. Moving along, Oakland versus the Chargers. Man, a lot of the Chargers guys killed some fantasy owners last week. Eckler was a guy that a lot of people were high on. He didn't have a big game. Gordon didn't have a big game. You know, and then on the other side of the ball, it looks like, what's going on with Josh Jacobs? He's in, he's out. What's I think going the on question is, what's going on with John Gruden? Yeah. Right, because now I'm hearing that they even might play him next week. I mean, what are we doing here? You know, either play him or don't. They're not play- He's out this week. He played last week, and, and he was one of those guys where, you remember everybody was on DeAndre Washington last week because they didn't think Josh Jacobs was going to go, and then Jacobs goes, and he had a decent game, but he didn't get in the end zone, so he didn't win anybody any fantasy titles. I don't see how they lost that game last week, and we use motivation when you get into this late of the year, and I didn't, I didn't think the Jaguars had anything no, as such, yeah. but then you got to look at, I can think the specific situation and look at the quarterback, and you think that... You think that he's not motivated because he doesn't know where he's going to be next year. The Jaguars don't know who's going to be under center, so much less does he have any idea, right? So using that that theory, why not go out there and rip it, right? Like go, you have nothing to lose, and that's what happened on that last drive. They slowly started, and I'm thinking, I'm looking at the scoreboard, thinking, how is it possible that the Raiders are about to blow this game? I had them on teasers with the Bills, and at that point, it was it, it to me, I just needed them to win. No, I'm with you. That one was strange and. You know, and DJ Chark didn't play either. You know, so the, the Jags didn't have their big option there. So it's unfortunate. And that happens sometimes. Late in the year, it can get kind of tricky with motivation. And I'm seeing DJ Chark is uh, listed as active. Right. He's and supposed to play this week, and looks like he is. I think not that he needs it or anything, but I want to see his uh, him throw up as many numbers as possible because he, for me, is one of the candidates of uh, – surprises of the year you know what I mean I hate to use those terms sleepers and whatnot so one of the surprises of the year because if you look at his overall numbers he was great yeah n- no doubt and he's going to be a guy that goes high in drafts next year oh really high and he, I mean, he's a big dude and he can run so and he's doing it with different quarterbacks I, I mean yeah. we don't even know who's going to be his quarterback next year again 
what? Okay, let's talk about that. What does Jacksonville do? Come forward? Is is Foles? I mean, what do you do? What do you? Man, well, Tom Coughlin is out. You know, we saw him get fired, and I'm hearing they might just keep the coaching staff in place because. You know, with Marone there, they felt like Coughlin was kind of the one pulling all the strings. He was. Yeah, and the, the, a lot of the players d- didn't like him. And did you see the, the Players Association had all these complaints about Coughlin and finding guys that, for guys not showing up for treatment during the off season to the facility, which you can't do. So they, they had – I can't remember which player it was. They had to give him back like – like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It was something ridiculous. That, that's and terrible. Yeah, it was. That's not the exact right number, but it was something. It caught my eye. I was like, "Oh my god!" So Coughlin's out of there. We'll see what they do. I mean, Foles, Minshew. I don't know. It's. I mean, are we surprised Jacksonville was good for about a year and then they turned back into Jacksonville again? And then once you saw Ramsey leaving, is, is you start thinking, and, and they've been injured, though, those yeah. linebackers. And, again, it led me to why I can't see that the Raiders were, were able to blow that for us in such a fashion in the last game there at home. Uh, just What a disaster. It was the Raider way. Then after the game, you see they booed. Uh, some of the players are high-fiving, you know, the, the fans giving them hugs and stuff. And then and then Carr makes his round, and people are booing them on the last game at that stadium i'm not surprised and we're hearing the rumors that maybe tom brady will play there next year uh quickly what about the, the chargers from this game what do we expect we know the running game was down last week and that was actually a top seven matchup the vikings over their last four games had given up like the seventh most points to fantasy running backs what do we think the chargers will do today could this be rivers last game in that stadium it's possible. Yeah, it's absolutely so possible. So if you were Rivers, are you just checking out everything? Check, check, check. <laughs> Get the ball to Keenan. Yeah, yeah, we got to throw. So Mike Williams, I kind of sneaky like this one. I could see him trying to go out the, do- out the big door, you know yeah. what I mean, and saying, you know what, I'm going to rip this thing, boys. We're going to go and we're going to throw this ball down the field. I do think that the Chargers are going to put up some numbers today. It just, I think the Raiders are checked out. After the way they lost last week, after the way they were uh, booed off the field by a car was leaving that field last time ever there give me the chargers in every which way um halftime full game and i like the team total as well I, i'm playing charger stacks as far as uh fantasy i'm, I'm stacking them all the way around okay uh, yeah i like the chargers today too i think big philly styles motivated and i like keenan allen this week we have one hour to go in this show 713-780-3776 the phone lines are open the text line is now open if you have a stardom sit question that you need help with or if you got anything to get off your chest your gambling desires 713-780-3776 it's moneyline live from brewings out in Humble, texas Stay up to date with the latest innovations hitting the city of Houston by visiting innovationmap.com or follow them on any of your social media platforms. Just search Innovation Map.